it's definitely been a, a welcome turnaround. <laughs> Seeing us play in the late game on the second day, it's nice. Yeah, let's 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 just say I got to chant we're number four two year two times. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Welcome Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 14 of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. Hello, everybody. Our special guest this week is uh, the Athletic Director of Michigan Tech, Dr. Suzanne Sanregret. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, and happy holidays to everybody. Oh. Yeah, you as well. Uh, this week, we'll talk with Dr. Sanregret about Michigan Tech hockey, the athletic department. I'm sure, guaranteed we'll talk about the GLI, and I, we'll see where else we go with this. Then we'll try and cover, preview the GLI and do our Dustin? Did you prepare trivia or how, the hockey challenge? No, I um, I think <laughs> we're going to pause it for a little bit because I okay. think there's a lot of uncertainty in whether or not games are going to be played or not in the near future. So that's uh, true. Maybe we'll need to, to be picking games and then find out that a whole tournament didn't happen. So right, okay. that's what I'm worried about. So I think we'll we'll try to ramp it back up again in January. All right, uh, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor, and we'll be back to talk to Dr. S- uh, Susan Sanregret about Michigan Tech hockey. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into the, the fun question. Dave Ellis wants to know why you refuse to sway during the Copper Country Anthem. I only refuse to sway when he is singing it and forcing me to sway with him on a TV6 interview because he <laughs> can't sing and he has no rhythm and he's offbeat. I accept <laughs> with Dave. It was one time on TV and I was just like, this can't end soon enough. So no, Dave, um, it's a longstanding joke between the two of us. I'm Copper Country born and raised. Uh, That's like a theme song. So uh, no worries when I'm at games, my suite, we, uh, we break with whatever we're doing. So our suite will uh, do the, 
do the tradition and uh, it's a big part of tech hockey and I, I continue it on. It's just not with Dave Ellis. So long-standing <laughs> joke between the two of us. Oh, that, that's good. I, <laughs> and I'm glad you asked so I could clear, so I could up. Just so you know, you're not the only one that has gotten yelled at for for not following a Michigan Tech tradition recently. Apparently Rob's dad saw me not stand up for the fight song during the St. Thomas series because I was uh, complaining away to somebody about uh, how things were going in the third period, I believe. Um, so I, I definitely uh-huh. stood up the next time and and did my my fist pumps right at uh, Bob. So, and he wasn't standing, so I don't know what he's talking about. Well, he had but, a camera in his hand. <laughs> the, well, maybe the old people side is yeah. somehow exempt from that, but uh, that's what I get for sitting like two seats away from the misfits too. Bob is certainly uh, one that's going to get the whole section, even on the old people side, to uh, get up and do the do the trick. So yeah, really enjoy your dad. He's a, he's a fabric of our, of our athletic programs. And uh, if I don't see him, I'm worried about what's going on at any yeah. event. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why I'm, I'm at a work event in Madison and I'm still here talking about tech hockey, right? It's a grain in the family. So <laughs> it, uh, the yeah. apple the it acorn didn't deep. fall too far from the tree there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, so- it's good to see your mom and dad back out at events for sure yep yeah i know he's uh they've been they were they were uh worried about being cooped up for a while there now so i'm glad to see him back too good Good. both basketball and hockey so i don't know how he can handle not going to the basketball games and the hockey games at the same time it was a bit (laughs) bit much (laughs) i stole your dad 20 bucks for upcycling all his old uh tech sweatshirts to me so i gotta be sure to get back to the copper country and get that back to him he definitely likes the triple header days. Yeah. Yep. When so. you get two basketball games and an Ambo visit, then back to the hockey game. Those are good days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Well, we might as well get right into the, the big question that we got asked many times by our listeners. The the GLI is 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 not a tournament this year. How and why did we arrive at this GLI showcase format for 2021? Yeah, good question. One that I fielded um, for the last six months. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the grocery store, at the gas station, at the rink, um, everywhere, but... Um, about nine months ago, um, Little Caesars organization and Olympia Entertainment and 313 Entertainment reached out and asked if we could um, postpone the traditional G- GLI again. Um, they are still reeling from a lot of the COVID impact of, you know, so many events um, canceled and a variety of concerts and things that they had deposits on and wanting to make the most of um, every event that they have in their in their in Little Caesars arena. Um, we are partners with the Little Caesars group, as well as Michigan and Michigan State, and uh, it was important to us as a group of three, meaning the, the three hosts of the tournament, to work with them and, and be good partners and understand their situations. So we agreed to uh, postpone the traditional format, and instead of fully canceling um, the GLI games and canceling, I think, some important games to Michigan Tech by playing Michigan and Michigan State, um, we decided to host them in a showcase format and 
Um, we wanted to host them in a location where we were pretty sure we um, that the events could happen without um, a lot of interference from other events. Meaning if you go to another venue, do they have concerts? How much are you paying? Um, what if COVID uh, is still ongoing? Um, so arriving at playing at Yoast and Mun um, was a, a, a decision we made as a group of three um, to get the games in. And, um, you know, I feel really good about our following and the attendance that we will have at both Michigan and Michigan State's games. And from, you know, obviously we would much prefer to be in Little Caesars Arena and be able to play in that venue and be at a neutral site. But there are certainly some positives about playing at Yost and Munn and um, the pairwise and whatnot, beating a team in their, you know, considered an away game versus a neutral site could be very beneficial to us. And again, we just wanted to make sure we could get those games on our schedule. Um, the three institutions, meaning Michigan Tech, Michigan State, and Michigan are working very hard to bring back the GLI in the traditional format. Um, we are certainly still working with Little Caesars Arena um on the games being there and we are still are looking at other neutral sites as a potential backup for maybe one of the dates um but more to come on that as we work through it um and i think it's important to to note that uh you know we all you know little it, little caesar's arena is operated much much different than joe lewis ever was um the cost to operate joe lewis were significantly less and I think post COVID and post Joe Lewis, Little Caesars is having to rethink some of the things that they do and how they operate. So there's a variety of things that came to play um, with the request for us to postpone one year. Um, and we're, we're just trying to be really good partners in the, in the situation we're in and working towards um, a good solution for future years. And I don't, don't want anyone to think that the GLI is dead where all, all three institutions are committed to it. We just have to find something that works for, for all of us. So with something like playing at Van Andel in Grand Rapids, something you looked at for this year, or was it too late at this point? Like when that, when decisions were being made? Um, it was discussed, but there was still a lot up in the air about, um, the commitment based on COVID um, and just concern about, um, yes, the late notice because it was, mm, we had maybe eight months, eight months planning time. Um, and I think that we were all in the throes of COVID and managing the seasons we were in um, and managing what this next seat year would look like that we just felt it was a safe decision and a good decision to move to move to this year. And there, you know, the other things that have changed too with Little Caesars. And one thing I want to want to put out there is how incredible our fans are and how important Michigan Tech hockey is to our alumni and our alumni base that our attendance certainly has grown over the years. I think it has come with the success that we've had in our in our program and the success we've had recently at the tournament. Um, and so I commend, you know, our fans for being there. And I, I think that there's been a drop off of fans, maybe from Michigan and Michigan State because of bowl games and basketball games that they have going on. The other thing that I should mention, um, moving to Little Caesars Arena and their operation and their operation costs, they were they are really adamant that um, we play the semifinal on the 30th with the championship on the 31st. 
And the 31st is problematic in trying to have a triple header in that venue with the third place game starting at, you know, early afternoon, the, the championship GLI game a little later, and then following it up with the, the Red Wings game. And um, two institutions, our two partners in the GLI were not really excited about playing that third place game at noon and noon or one. I can't remember if it's noon or one. And they said it was a terrible experience and tongue in cheek, but I guess I never knew what that play better. (laughs) I never knew what that felt like because we were always in the championship game for all of those years. Really great. But you know, their, their coaches were concerned about it and didn't, um, didn't think it was the greatest of experiences to, you know, have, have a, a premier tournament playing that early in the day, but that was the only way little Caesars would do it because of their financial operation. Um, you know, they wanted that triple header and we had to guarantee how many hours before, you know, the, the seven start for the Red Wings. So there were some logistical issues on the 31st. So we're exploring a lot of options and making some um, headway in progress and hope to have something announced, you know, in the, in the spring after the, this conclusion of this season. So they could have played after the Red Wings game. That, that third place <laughs> game could have been starting at midnight. Right now they could play with no problems. <laughs> looks like with the Red Wings being on pause and the NHL is looking like it's going to be on pause through the new year. Right. So it looks like right. this might've all been for naught to begin with, which is unfortunate, but that's just kind of the lay of the land. Cause you, you know, somebody's out there thinking, well, now the building's empty. Why not just move the tournament? But you know, there's obviously logistical problems with the way that it's been set up now. Yeah. And you know, there's, I mean, there's a variety of things impacting it. And um, I, I'm in constant communication with um little caesar's staff that we work with and you know they're having a lot of issues not just with the covid pieces but with staffing and and a variety of things so um it's it's challenging times for sure and um but we're i think we're we found the best solution we could and we just wanted to make sure we get the games in and hopefully it really helps us in the pairwise and and with strength of schedule and we get two wins and uh it boosts our numbers so i'm looking at it Gonna, I'm going to look at it very positively. I, w- I wish it was the tournament format, um, but there's a lot of positive things that could come out of it for Michigan Tech Hockey. And it's safe to say that as of now, the future plan is to try to return to the traditional tournament format at a neutral site. Exactly. Yes. Okay, good. And there's support. There's support. Um, there's support with Michigan and Michigan State. And I did see a few of the questions, you know, why, why does Michigan and Michigan State think this is their tournament? Well, yes, we, we started it, but they are co-hosts. It is now Michigan Tech, Michigan State, and Michigan. We are the three hosts of the tournament. We have equal shares. Um, we contribute um, in the decision-making, and then we have an invite team, which, as you know, we rotate through other, other institutions. So, so the phrasing of the three of you being hosts. So how come one of the hosts can't have their pep band at the games this year? (laughs) (laughs) The other hot topic. Um, Yeah. So it's a big 10, big 10 rule. And uh, I continue to rule in college hockey. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, And it was certainly, it was certainly discussed and uh, both institutions felt that um, they, they would prefer not. Um, Blizzard is attending um, and uh, the department has purchased tickets so that at least uh, some of our band members can attend. So 
they can attend and be loud and proud and um, just not with instruments, unfortunately. I, I would guess I'm not, I'm not in their administrations, um, not privy to their conversations, but my guess would be that it would be pretty embarrassing if the visiting team had a band there and the home team did not. Um, and with their bowl games and with basketball games and whatnot going on, um, they may have, have an issue with uh, fielding enough uh, band members to, to play. So my guess would be that was a, a strategic decision. I don't know for sure, but um, if I were in their shoes, I would probably be thinking that way. Well, hopefully we embarrass them on the ice and it won't matter. I'm sure the, the pep band, the pep band folks that will be in attendance will treat this as an opportunity to be as loud as possible anyways. And it'll be just like standing at the breaks at Northern now where, you know, the whole Misfits section stands at the breaks because they were told that's the only time they could, you know, and it's become a tradition yeah. you know, years after. So there will be good that comes of it, I think. And it'll be a story that's told for years of why we couldn't be there and how we were annoying because we weren't allowed to take our instruments anyways. So uh, I, it's, I understand, it'll, it'll I, a, I agree. And yeah, I get why there's all sorts of, you know, logistical problems this year, but that's just frustrating to me because it's just being involved with Michigan tech hockey for so long. I just feel like this is like, I, un- I understand where you're coming from, where if they're not going to have a band, it's going to look silly if we bring ours and start to run them out of the building. But it just feels like something that we wouldn't do. I feel like if we were hosting this tournament at the Mac and another school approaches about bringing their band, we'd be gung ho about having them. So it just, it feels a little underhanded to me, especially since tech is one of the host institutions. So I, I understand that the big 10 has their rules, their stipulations that they don't want to be run out of their own buildings, but it's, it just, it just feels wrong to me. We all agree, Matt. I mean, I know. Yeah, agreed. But I, I guarantee you the folks that are going to be there in person are going to make the opportunity to be as loud and annoying as possible without instruments to make it make up for the fact that they're not allowed to be there officially with their instruments. Right. So. Oh, trust me. I'm one of them. I'll be doing my part, but it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on vacation. I don't know if I'm going to drive around yet, but the quick trip uh, thing in Milwaukee is the same couple of days. And that's only an hour and a half for me to watch college hockey. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to make the drive all the way down. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) You know, Matt, you bring up a really good point, and uh, I'm glad you recognized it. I think that Michigan Tech, in all that we do, Michigan Tech Athletics, in all that we do, we try to be really inclusive. Um, And I think that it includes inclusivity of of our opponents. And um, you see that camaraderie amongst our band with, you know, Ferris State's band, let's say at the volleyball um, regional championship that I was just at. Um, you see it, you see it um, many times when we, you know, we played at Ferris and our band was there and they joined Ferris. And and it, it's just, um, it's the nature of, of how we operate and how we do things. And I'm really proud of it. And occasionally um, we don't get the, the reciprocal, um, I guess, welcome. And uh, it's unfortunate, but we, we keep doing what we, we do best and that's including everybody. And I, I feel really strongly about that with how all of our athletic events are conducted between the misfits, the band, um, our student section, um, the, the cheer team and the stunt team and, you know, name it little Huskies and, and all the things that we do. So I'm glad you recognize that. And um, we certainly will continue to do that. And hopefully it's an example. Yeah, and I'm really happy that we continue to set that inclusive example because it's it even comes down to things where like the misfits aren't allowed to have flags at Northern, but I've seen the Northern kids come with their flags and nobody nobody cares. I like that they do. I think it's cool that they bring another another 
point of contention and kind of help drive the crowd up. I wish more people were like that. So I guess all there really is to do there is set the example and hope others follow. Nope. So will you be down at the games for GLI or whatever we um, want to call it? You know, <laughs> I know everyone's still calling it GLI. I, I we're still calling it the GLI. Um, I actually am going to miss the GLI for the first time in 27 years. Um, my father passed away a couple months ago and I'm going to stay um, here with my mom. Um, once the holidays are over, I think it's going to be a kind of a tough time. So personal note, we don't need to talk further about it, but um, that is why I'm, I'm not going. And it seems like a good year for me to, to be with her and, um, you know, kind of handle some of the things that we're missing this year because my dad passed, which is hard because he was the biggest tech hockey fan ever. And it's hard seeing his uh, seat empty this season. And, uh, um, but yeah, so that's, that's my plan and I'll be watching, um, and, uh, cheering from afar. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry to hear. I should have uh, told you that question off limits, but <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually never been to GLI myself. I've never gone to Detroit for it because it's the only time tech hockey traditionally has been on TV. Right. So it was never a reason to travel for us. I think my parents have only gone once themselves, right. It's, it's, it's never an event for us to travel to, even though we've been all over the place for events. And my dad's, you know, as you're aware, my dad has driven to the middle of nowhere for basketball games over the years, but they've only been to GLI once themselves as well. Cause it's, it's a time to be at home with family and it's why it makes it such a good event for the downstate alums, right? And the downstate folks, they get a chance to go spend time around a tech event and carry on a family tradition of watching tech hockey with their family locally over the holidays. And we've never traveled because it's, it's, it's a time to sit at home and, and actually watch tech hockey on TV because it's there on TV to watch usually. So yeah, I, I've never actually been to GLI. <laughs> I've never been to Detroit for tech hockey. <laughs> And I know my parents have only been, I think, only once. They've been only one time. Yeah, this will be the first time in, I think, 25 or 26 years that I've missed. So, um, yeah, and I, and I debated a long time about it, but um, I just felt family, family's first, and that's what I need to do. So. Yep, I know that's one of the, it's one of the reasons why Matt is, is with us, right? GLI is what drove you to tech in the end, right? Yeah, I was – see, I, was, I lived in the metro Detroit area until I was about seven, and uh, GLI was like the first hockey event I was taken to. One way I was like, I was like, you know, football size. I got taken to my first hockey game and it was a GLI. And I started off life as a Michigan yeah. State fan because my uh, my uncle uh, was was a football player at Michigan State. He actually had his, his uh, picture on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But just like uh, going to GLI every year, I was just always so drawn to the Tech fans and their energy. They just seemed like no matter what the score was, and I've seen Tech get blown out by some pretty <laughs> awful scores, they were just always there to support. And it was just like, uh, it was it was a really cool thing to experience, and it drew me in. And I just started, I didn't cheer for any other team after that. So when I finally got to be there in uh, 2012 to see Tech win the GLI for the first time since 1980, I was just like, I was a puddle of tears. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you and me both. <laughs> it, it, it was so good well rob you've seen as many wins at the yeah. gli as i have in person and i've gone a couple times yeah <laughs> right 
Well, that's like, you know, each time you hear John Scott talk about the GLI, right? You know, he talks about he went for four years. He never won a game. Yeah. You know, there's been some some rough years at the GLI. So our recent experiences have definitely it's definitely been a, a welcome turnaround. <laughs> Seeing us play in the late game on the second day, it's nice. Yeah, let's 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 just say I got to chant we're number four two year two times. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. My my most memorable GLI experience was not at the GLI, but it was with Tim. Where we <laughs> okay. we went to a bar to watch the championship game. Oh yeah. We that were one. finally in a championship game. And it was the one that went to what? Double, Double overtime, overtime against yep. Michigan. So we we went to the bar, you know, and we ended up being there like an extra two hours. And we were just we had convinced them to put, put this random college hockey game on the TV. <laughs> and we then second overtime night. started, and the feed cut out. <laughs> oh yeah, like I remember, the, yep. the feed just stopped working at the start of the second overtime, and we're like, "What's going on? What happened to the game?" And then it came back on, <laughs> like. A minute before Pete Rulo hit the pipe, only to have it go down the other end and whoever score right away. Mm-hmm. And was it you, me, and Beth Lynn? Was no, I there? thought it was just the two of us. Maybe I thought it was I more than was just, just you and me, but yeah, that was that was a good memory till the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what GLI does. It drives a lot of those types of memories, either whether like it's with family, with friends, whatever. It, it makes for a holiday get together, and it's. I'm glad to hear it hopefully will go back to its its normal tournament format and that maybe some of the fears that people have around it are are don't need to be don't need to worry about it. It's just this year. It'll it'll be back to normal next year. I know I might be speaking as a weird family, but GLI to my family, like as our unit, is more important than Christmas and New Year. Like that's our thing. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. We look forward to it all year. Right around Thanksgiving we start planning for it. That's awesome. So speaking of it being a big event, are there are there some alumni gatherings? Like where where can I get a pickled egg this year? <laughs> um actually I don't know if they'll have pickled eggs, but there is um an alumni gathering pre-game at both locations. Um I don't remember the bars. They're on the alumni um MTU okay. alumni page but I believe um, they start a couple hours before um, Dr. Spruill will be there with books and Jen Lucas is the new director of alumni relations. She will be there hosting and actually there's a really great sign up already. Um, good turnout of people coming. So really excited about that. Great. I could Google it real quick. I, well, well, we can, we'll put it in our liner notes, but yeah, Rob can find it. The first one looks like it's going to be at Regents field in Ann Arbor. And the second one, or I don't know which the order is. Yeah, that's the first one. And the yep. second one looks like it's going to be at Hopcat in East Lansing. Okay. Yep, that's right. I did know that one. So, yeah, and that I think was... it's like, so far, you know, a lot of people signed up. Tech, tech alum are not the greatest for signing up. They just kind of show up, but the sign up has been really good. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're I'm guilty of that at alumni events for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thanks and, very uh, much. That's great happy talking holidays. to you. I'm sure we'll have to do this again. Yeah, happy holidays to you as well. Enjoy and yeah. you know, enjoy spending time with the family. Yeah. Our condolences yeah. about your father as well. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. And I'd happy to do this again. You know, maybe after the in the summer or I don't know, yeah. sometime. Maybe yeah. Off season, off season chats are always good. We can talk about not actual on ice stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
they yeah. work well yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure most of us are going to yep. try to be up for the uh, 100-year alumni stuff, too. So maybe we'll try to do something in person even. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be a good time. And uh, maybe the locker room will be done and we could do a tour. Nice. Yeah. That would be, be cool. That'd, that'd be, be good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Do a podcast yeah, for the locker room. That would be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Do it in <laughs> Fuki Dental at the way home. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping all the bids come in okay and uh we'll see what happens but we'll be doing some reno so that'll that might be a fun thing to do so yeah that's exciting yeah. all right good to hear okay Thanks. thank you all right thank you so much bye. suzanne bye right. bye bye wondering why the end of the conversation with suzanne about the gli kind of felt abrupt it's because it's been cut up to remove the rest of our conversation and save it for next week because we ended up chatting with her for about an hour and a half and we weren't planning on recording next week at all so instead of doing that we've cut up this two hour and 20 minute podcast into two parts so there might be a couple other times during this podcast where the breaks feel a little uh, hard or confusing, but that's just because some of the content has been split between the two episodes. So hope you come back next week on December 30th and check out part two with our continued conversation with Suzanne. Let's talk about our road split weekend in Ann Arbor and East Lansing. Uh, the bastard, what what is classic the, the troll holiday troll classic. classic yep mm-hmm. troll holiday classic That's and you know and, and, and suzanne right suzanne was very like you know political about it like very diplomatic about it i guess i should say yeah and it's a good word yes I, I respect her a lot and i understand that she's it's a big challenge how she has to do it but this isn't the gli i do not think it should be called the gli Yes, and absolutely, there's no disrespect to Suzanne or the athletic department. They did what they had to do to make sure the tournament survived and had some iteration this year so people knew it wasn't dead. But mm-hmm. this is... Well, it's, it's also, it's uh, you know, it's a big deal in terms of, of power and out of conference. And if we do manage... By the sleep, way, Rob, I, I hate hope. that you call it power. Oh, really? Yeah, do I want, do. What do you want to hear? PWR? Pairwise. Rankings. Pair-wise. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, I can call it pairwise. I can I can try to change that. Okay. <laughs> you know the fact that it's a big pairwise deal, and you know now they count as away games for us. So there's a little bit more, a little, a little bit. But you gotta win, but there. you have to win. You In order for that to matter, you need the, to win. The the, the the crappy part yep. about this format is the regular GLI is set up for Michigan Tech to have a chance to beat Michigan and Western, which would be huge this year. You're basically beating two top five teams in pairwise. That's now, true. Yeah, it's also yeah, much Michigan, more difficult but, for that to happen. Right, but what Min, Michigan State isn't awful in pairwise. No, it's no, not I'm like not saying they are, be. but I'm saying you're you're losing out on the chance to beat two top five teams in the pairwise. Yeah, get quality wins versus two teams in different conferences. The neutral stuff that only comes in in the quality win bonus, right? So I don't think the uh, like that doesn't play into the rest of it, if I'm not mistaken. That's only the quality win bonus component. Yeah, I'm not sure. Which doesn't no. really play into the Michigan State game at all. It's just Michigan at the moment, but that can change as things go on. Where does the where does the quality win bonus start? Sixteen? Mm, I don't. I think it's further than that. I think it's right the, next to the two cliff. Because Min, Minnesota State or what? Michigan State is eighteen in a pairwise, so I think that's a that's a quality what's win bonus. The, what's the what was the old Tuck Cliff? 
top 20? 20. 20. Okay, then it should yeah. be 20 because it's about. Yeah, so right now Michigan State is a quality win bonus. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I guess it is then. Um, it probably won't be much because it's it's basically ramps as you go up. Not that Michigan State can't go on a run and be higher at the end of the season. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a marginal. We got killed last week or two, well, two weeks ago because Clarkson fell out of quality win bonus area. Okay, so they need to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got hurt a little bit by Bowling Green's failure to finish either game. Oh, uh, what a what a rough set of games to was, watch the results come in. To be up, that was, be up three nothing going into the third and losing regulation is terrible. That, or no, in overtime, right? Especially against yeah. Ohio State, that essentially makes Bowling Green a must-win series, and they're not a bad team, which is tough. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then to miss a penalty shot with twenty some seconds left that would have tied the game. Right. And possibly force overtime again. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, but to get to the to these non-conference games, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I'm definitely disappointed that it's not a real tournament. But in the same token, like all the off the ice stuff set aside, like I'm happy it's still happening. It's it's a good opportunity for Michigan Tech who should be full strength to go in and play a Michigan team that's missing how many players? Eight? Uh, five or seven, I believe it was. Is it, there's like five U.S. players. Are they missing any players that are playing for Canada? They're missing a couple players for Canada, I believe. Okay, so it's like, I think it's eight. Um, At least it's five Americans. I don't know how many non-Americans, but... To... Pairwise don't care. Pairwise don't care. Nope, it doesn't, which is also why... <laughs> Pairwise, my second favorite team. Let's go, baby. Yeah, which is which is like I can understand. I mean, screw him, but I can understand why Mel doesn't like playing this tournament because every year his team is built to be missing a half dozen players for this thing, yeah. and that that's yeah. his own choice in how he don't recruits. have a whole lot of sympathy. No, I don't either. But you can understand why he doesn't really like it. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times did red go in and win the gli missing five or six players for world juniors now granted i think mel has leaned on those types of players more so than red ever did and i think there's more pressure like you don't see nearly as many major junior players for the u.s team as you used to it's a lot more college kids now i think i think that's because as a whole college hockey is getting those players to commit. No, like, I agree. Like yeah, those, it, those it, players are choosing Michigan and Minnesota end, and BC right. and BU over going to the Western hockey league or Ontario now. <laughs> uh, the bears just dropped touchdowns twice in a row. Dustin, how many points does, does that cost the you that they I can't don't score? Know. I'm screwed. I'm just completely okay. screwed. Now. All right. <laughs> so what do we actually think is going to happen? When the GLI happens, guys. Or I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say the Michigan game is an overtime win. I think that that's just kind of the way of the land. I think that Yost is an intimidating environment as much as I will let everyone know that Yost is the most overrated building I've ever been in in my life. If you want to see a poorly retrofitted field house that's just steel scaffolding, yeah, then boy, it's... oh, do I have the building for you. But, like, 
there's something to be said for for the environment that's there, but I think that the Tech fans are going to bring it. But like, because it's essentially a Michigan home game, and even though they're missing so many players, I think it still kind of like tilts the scale in their direction. But I think it ends up being an overtime win for Tech, and I think that Tech take cares of Michigan State in regulation. Rob, what do you think is going to happen? I I think the only thing that's acceptable from us is a sweep. I think we need to after after kind of what's happened with the same time <laughs> stuff, and it's it's we need to go into this and win two games. If if they want to be in 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 contention for an at large bid, it's a big deal to to go down there and be successful in both those games. So I'm hoping we see a sweep. Whether I we think... see it or not, I don't know if that's that's going to happen, but that's what needs to happen. I, I think we do see a sweep, and I'm going to be optimistic here. And I don't know if it's necessarily optimistic as much as it's just looking at the facts. And the facts are Michigan is losing a ton of their top talent. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat Michigan when they're losing that much talent. Yeah, I'm right That there should you. be a win. And I just think we're better than Michigan State, right? It's as simple as that. We're a better team than Michigan yeah. State. That should that should add up to two wins. I think it's two wins. And as I, I think as much as Matt has said, and maybe it's more of a matter of like my thoughts on how well they fill it for for traditional GLI, I can't imagine that this is going to be the most intimidating weekend to be playing these teams or at time of year and not weekend because it's not weekend days. When we're talking about the pep band piece, I I honestly think you're going to see tech fans grumpy and salty at the fact that the pep band can't be there and make the atmosphere into one of their own. Because honestly, we're the only ones that travel for GLI anyways anymore, even yep. though it's in the backyard of Michigan and state, that's, they just don't care. And that's another thing so is let's the, go take um, over their arenas and make them and make them look embarrassing. And it's why I'm considering making the drive. You know, like I, I would, I would love and I want to come. Rob, <laughs> tell you what, if I see you there, you got at least one beer on me. How about that? <laughs> I would, I would, totally, I, I would, I, I would totally I tried to go get beer. I, I tried to buy right. Rob a beer last weekend or this past weekend, and Rob yeah, I just threw me off. I, oh, I well, already, you need to, you need I to give him a little more heads up than, hey, I'm at a bar in Appleton at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, it wasn't 10 o'clock. That was like see, 6 for o'clock. Me, for me, it'll be like, hey, Rob, I'm going to make good on a promise I made to you. Let's like set up a time. <laughs> so, like, Matt, If they somehow go to overtime, no matter how many players Michigan's missing, I think Michigan wins because I'm guessing they have three guys that can win a right. face-off and are faster than Michigan Tech, and we'll find a way to think around. <laughs> I don't know. See, first. for me, like, I what get so heavily invested. For, for an o- overtime at the GLI, um, is it going to be three on three? It's, it's three on three than shootout, I do there's, believe. It's not, a, it's not a – no, there's no shootout because it's a non-conference game. There's no shootouts in non-conference. It's, oh, it's, okay. But... It's overtime, and if it finishes tied after the five minutes, it's a tie. Um, and because it's not a tournament, there's not going to be a shootout to determine who advances, and there's not going to be sure. sudden Listen. death overtime in a championship game. Here's what I'm going to say. If we end up tying Michigan, I don't want to hear a single goddamn person in our Discord say a word because that's what they want. If it ends in a tie, I'm fine with it. That's how it should be. I swear to God, people are. There's a difference between complaining that we shouldn't have lost it, like tied a game, we should have won it, and saying that tie, like, I understand that the losing, winning overtime is basically a tie. my problem with all of that is 
if that's the way you're going to do it, that's the way it should be in the standings. And you can't have the Eastern teams not doing the same thing as the Western teams. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, can, I can hear some standardization problems with it. I'll listen to that argument, but that it's not fun, entertaining, garnering new fans won't hear it. So if you, if, if you, if you can just imagine for a second, it's very easy for me to get uh, wrapped up into the emotional side of hockey. So if you can just like wrap your mind around that concept for a moment. Um, so <laughs> The Dina versus Duluth East. Are you, is that what we're talking about here? Uh, essentially. I'm just, I'm just kind of talking about how, like, if I, 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 it's very easily for me to get emotionally invested in a, in a team that I went to school for that I care about so much that like, it's just easy for me to just block out everything else. So with that, Rivalry games just flip a switch in me as a fan, and I know it does a similar thing for the players. That's why. Okay, cool it. Cool it. <laughs> All right. While we're while we're just imagining this world in which I can get wrapped up in being a fan, um, so that's why I think the Northern series is just a different beast than every other series. Like you can just. And how we've talked about how much we both love that and it frustrates us that we can't do the same thing against like Mankato and Bemidji. I think that's kind of a similar thing that we see that we're going to see against Michigan is that knowing the history of that series, walking into that building, knowing like this is the deal is going to light something in the players. And I, I hope think so. that yeah, I, it I does, hope so. I, I, it I, does I, help, I, but I also feel I like mean, if it goes over time, it, it maybe, maybe it creates some magic, you know? Oh, maybe we got we just, off. Maybe we got off the Schneid, and we'll figure it out now. Maybe we'll be good in overtime now. For right. a while. I mean, we just maybe, haven't seen. We haven't seen enough evidence to say. Maybe that, all the oh, players listen to the podcast and are like, "Shoot, man, those guys are right." Well, guys are Suzanne, like, apparently Suzanne listens <laughs> to it. She, heard, she listened to it last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I love good that. to know. Good to know that. Uh, that that she listens. Now we gotta. Yeah, but I mean, Matt, you're talking about the attitude. I mean, Rob, you picked a sweep. Dustin, you picked a sweep, right? I, I picked I did, a narrow yeah. sweep, yeah. yeah. I picked a sweep, yeah. Well, I think uh, Matt, team... you picked a tie and a win. That's different. Yeah, yeah, that's a tie and a win, yeah. I you, picked you a 55% the, win. You're the, you're the pessimistic one of <laughs> yeah. us now. Yeah. Would you just imagine that for a half second? Yeah. Welcome yeah. to being Cause, old. Cause can, Matt... I give you, can I give you a handshake, Dustin? <laughs> this is this is great. You are you are the pessimistic one because the three of us are picking yeah. sweeps and you picked a, a 1.55 win uh, out of two for the weekend. Oh no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just it's just those guys... it's just like those games against Michigan are just always so different. And like my, my hope is I, that's that what I love what and hate about them. After what happened on Saturday at St. Thomas and how disappointing that result was, is that the guys are fired up. They know how important this series is to postseason and and carrying forward with being perhaps an at-large bit if we get it and we just go in there and steamroll a team that's missing a bunch of people and then carry that into, Mich- into Michigan State the second night. Could very well be. Yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that if we can sweep this weekend or the series, whatever you want to call it, and then not this lay an egg. Extravaganza, yeah. yeah. Sure. If we can somehow do that and then not lay an egg against Ferris and St. Thomas when we play them yep. on the road and then play... 500 a little 600 against the rest of the games we have i don't see how you're not 12 no, pairwise the, the pairwise yeah. should stay decent yeah agreed yeah, yep. exactly especially um, gonna... if some of that is wins against bemidji bowling green 
Minnesota State and not just wins against Lake State Northern. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy Bowling Green's Carnival because Carnival always brings a certain you know fire to the team, right? So it's good to be playing a decent team at at Carnival to kind of help with with that you know motivation level, right? That always seems to be decent. And the other so, thing uh, is, is the team's been pretty good on the road compared to at home. <laughs> I think this year. Yeah, I believe you're correct there. Now, either way, it's, it's this weekend is one of those weekends that's going to make a big difference, you know, postseason-wise. And whether they pull it off or not is going to say a lot about the team. So, you know, hopefully we do see we do see us, you know, that sweep that we all want to see. Yeah, I agree. Anything else we want to talk about, guys? I got a lot to no. talk about, but none of it's relevant. <laughs> I've never been, and I've also never been to Yosin Mun. And I do, as much we'll as see. you say Yosin is overrated, I do want to see those arenas. It's the, it's it's worth a go once, but then you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's it's cool. You walk in there, and it's... imagine watching a hockey game inside of a dystopian aluminum can. It's <laughs> it's a very good summary. Like to to me, part of that part of that whole thing is is getting down there as a tech fan and basically tossing a middle finger to Michigan and Michigan State for doing what they've done this year and out cheering them in their own arena sounds like a really fun time to me. There are basically two reasons to go to this event. One is to out cheer them in their own building and two is to cross off two rinks in one week or in two yep, days. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> know if I'll have the chance to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, those two days, my brother has decided over that period, that's when he actually has to work he's doing work on those two days and can't get out of it <laughs> over break. So my yeah. normal road tripping friend is not here. <laughs> yeah. And if I could, uh, the other, my problem is, is I think though, like the, the games are when I, I don't even remember Wednesday, the, the Wednesday night and Thursday five. Okay. So like the, the I'm other more problem than willing is, to drive there on Wednesday and drive home after the game Thursday. If that works for your schedule, Tim, <laughs> well, if, the problem is, guys... is if I am in Appleton or Nina for the week for any days, that I'll have my daughter. So I'm not You'd just going to leave her with, with Nana for gone one night. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, if if you guys come, I'll buy a regular beer for Rob and a root beer for Tim because he's off the suds for now. But and since this is pretty much only going to be stuff next listening to, I really appreciate him a lot. No, it's been, been nice doing... having him. Oh, yeah, it's been really it's, good to have that I, outside I am, perspective. I am so happy that we basically got three new editors at the same yeah. time. So it never felt like anybody was overloaded. So we can, like, that's always what I've wanted is to have enough people that if somebody's gone for a week, we can cover it. But nobody feels like they're they're yeah. doing too much. Like So now it feels like... Because with... the last time we added a new editor besides you, Matt, he got overloaded in like a week and quit. <laughs> Cause we, well, I mean, yeah, if I got overloaded, I wouldn't tell you cause I like it too much. <laughs> um, it's been really nice for me because with Alex stepping down and me being able to step up, it really feels to me a lot more like, and I oversee the overall messaging and making sure that our bases are covered, that yeah. things read in a, in a, in a nice manner that they're following a certain format. Yeah. It feels like I'm doing a lot more of that than like, just, doing a lot more whereas, of like everyday whereas editing. before yeah. you came on alex was editing everything yeah and when and, we and back then i was doing regular recruiting articles and we had the column and the preview and we had like the weekend wrap-up so there were like actually like four or five things a week for alex to edit yeah. so i was actually helping edit too and 
and that's a lot and it that's why we tried to add editors back then and somebody got overwhelmed because we tried to get him to do like two things a week where it was really nice that right around the time alex stepped down i managed to convince three different people to join in so yeah we got a new writer but also basically an editor and then mm-hmm. two other editors to come on so that everything's kind of shared instead of yeah. put on one person and i've really appreciated sean because uh mike's columns are pretty much like he misses like a comma or something somewhere sometimes or he puts too many commas in because he's not used to apa yeah but like sean's able to do that like two second thing and i'm able to just push it out like that's a really nice thing that's off my plate like i love mike's columns but not having to read them in their entirety before publish is a very nice thing off my plate and then i can just focus on uh made as a series preview and as good as he is at writing those uh golly that guy's (laughs) english that's a that's a task in and of itself you haven't edited any of my shit in a long time well, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't. Well, yeah, I remember I used to like, I used to roast you a little bit, but yeah, I've never been it's, writing is not my, I don't know. Suit. It's, it's, it's very cool to be in a position where people are consuming our content at a rate and people want to be involved in it enough where it's just, yep. it's, it's very much a labor of love at this point. No. And I mean, like Nick is doing all that and he yes, has remained absolutely. a patron yeah, at the ten dollar level, even though he's been getting all that it. as part of it, like I appreciate that so much that he stuck by with his commitment. You know, he, you know, basically between him and the Facebook post I did, we picked up the three guys. It's been great. I appreciate all the help. Now I just need oh. to get back. Either I need to find somebody else that wants to do it, or I need to get back into like actually writing articles about the recruits, um, and not just talking about them on here for five minutes or well, yeah, just sending because, out a like, tweet about it uh, that's what um because I, th- I i think these i think the solution here truly is finding somebody who's willing to edit the podcast because as <laughs> like your bio says your passion's recruiting so i feel like yeah. having you being the writer for those pieces well that's would okay because be it's the best part. i i have no problem finding somebody else that wants to do the recruiting articles honestly because it's it's i'm getting old to be talking about kids born in 2005 <laughs> i mean i mean that's oh shit that's nine years after i was born so man i'm even starting to get up there but yeah i hear what you're saying uh so yeah if anybody listening wants to uh learn some of the tricks of how i did stuff to write that stuff that's fine i'm if i if i honestly don't have my daughter till like the 27th of december i'm probably going to try and write articles at at least a two-parter yeah. about the the alberta pipeline that has started here yeah. and and then maybe speculate on the goalie uh and that kind of stuff and, no you don't need to of, speculate i already nailed it down yeah <laughs> we'll and see. one of my one of my good buddies uh lives in canton now so maybe i can convince him to get a uh, development team season tickets do you want me to do you want me to reach out to the my prospective goalie and ask and, and ask and just be like, hey. I mean, honestly, the I'm worst he says, the worst he I'm says is no, right? Right. The worst he says is no, right? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he'll be like, I would never touch Michigan Tech with a ten foot pole. <laughs> and then he'll commit the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny. But yeah. anyway, I, I've I've been blocking out the last the conversation for like the last two weeks. So 
for the last two know. weeks, but yeah, we didn't. Last two we weeks. haven't been talking for two weeks, Dustin. It sure has seemed. It, it has seemed like it. <laughs> um, fantasy challenge. Nothing happened. Everyone's in the same place. All right, that's it. Yes. No, fan- <laughs> well, yeah, we can give it. We can give an update on a fantasy challenge. No, because we gave the update last week. We no, but the, but the update the update last week said that we were going to do a holiday tournament, and. We're not going to well, do. We already it. gave it. Like, yeah, screw that. We're getting back in January. We gave. Well, it. I didn't. I don't know. Was that going to get cut? I don't know that. I don't know if that's oh, cut content yeah. or not. There's but, nothing yeah. wrong with Dustin saying it twice, so I can have it in both episodes. Right. So we're not <laughs> going to do. We're not going to do the fantasy challenge this week because I feel like we're in the time of a lot of uncertainty of whether or not games are going to get played and tournaments are going to happen and whatnot. Oh, I don't want so, to hear that, but it makes uh, sense. I know. It's so, just it's just tough. I hope GLI happens, but it's just like even even in the stupid format, like hearing all the stuff that's going on with the NHL right now, how like there might be an announcement as soon as tomorrow that they're gonna shut down for the rest of the year and shut, start up on the first or something. But like fun. it's just yeah, I figured just for the fantasy challenge, it's easier to just let's yeah. see what it's like in early January and try to fire it back up for the second half. Yeah, and as somebody that works with with air quotes in the medical industry, like I work for a medical company updating websites, it's it's hard not to get doomer about this kind of stuff, especially with seeing how sports are going. Yeah, it should be. It could be a very interesting second half of the season, which is sad because uh, yep, I don't really want to deal with that. I'm trying to. I don't want to be the the head in the sand type guy but that's kind of where i'm at with this like it's yeah and it's i've I've done i've done my vaccinations i wear my mask when i go out and do stuff yeah and i'm trying not to let the other people doing their own thing bother me so i know and (laughs) i guess i know as much as we're not a political thing like i don't even know why medical information at this point is political but please please get vaccinated like you can disagree with the the semantics, the politics of it as much as you want, but it's going to greatly reduce uh, your possibility of getting severely sick and it's going to help the people around you. And as much as it's just, it's just kind of become a deal, like COVID is just going to be part of our lives forever. And it's not going to become another illness. Like, like the goal at this point is to make it another illness on the on the same caliber as the flu, and it's not going to get there unless everyone does their part. Yep. One minute remaining in the podcast. That should do it for this episode of the Chasing Wingnut Podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting Patreon.com/slash Tech Hockey Guide. Patrons that are black level or above receive an authentic MTU jersey patch, which you'll probably get in 2026 based on supply chain issues. Uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of supply chain issues, did you guys hear the shit about the jersey order? Oh no, what's going on? I, That's actually a good thing. That, this should do you be, want to stop the recording before I talk about that? This should be public no. podcast, I think. Exclusive Pro claims that they have three less jerseys than I have nameplates that need to be made. And University Images has already sold all of their stock, so I either have to figure out what the issue is, and if my list has three more names than it should because those people never paid university images or uh, five, pick three people at random that don't get to have jerseys and give them their money back. That sucks. Yeah. 
So I am never ordering in conjunction with university images ever again. Uh, that'll probably get cut. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> leave it uh, for the patrons. Uh, black, yeah, mean, we'll leave it for the patrons. That's fine. Because yeah. Suzanne isn't a patron. <laughs> I don't think anything you said there would be upsetting to Suzanne anyways. So. I don't know. I think she Suzanne would understand. Yeah. Uh, I think she. No, I will. I basically I will be like, okay, how many jerseys is too many jerseys to not deal with them, and I will cap the order at that in the future. That's what I'm going to do. Good call. Uh, uh, Black level or above also gets you access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of most episodes. Since some episodes we do full versions, just because I can't figure out what to cut, which is what's going to happen with most of this one, I think. Patrons at the white level or above get access to our Zoom chats featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, and Cam Ellsworth, which by the time this episode is out will have happened. That is actually tomorrow night. Uh, follow us on... Yeah, tomorrow night we're having Cam Ellsworth. 8 o'clock Central. Oh, I wonder if he's still mad at me. <laughs> About I don't what? Know if I'll be old. About what this time, Dustin? Asking him why he's not head coach at michigan tech yet or what mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah yeah uh follow us on twitter at chasing mac pod or at tech hockey guide uh you, you can submit questions well whatever nobody ever does that you can submit questions to our patreon page our facebook page or on twitter whenever we ask for questions we pretty much record at 8 p.m central every monday so if you've got a question go ahead and just ask us uh don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. We're going to try something new this year. If you give us a five-star rating, which apparently is specific to Apple Podcasts, Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and see what you have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And as always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezin, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. I know you broke up like a decade ago, but you gave me access to your music for free, so we use it. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha